0: yo guys what is good welcome to the flow show podcast where a florida man covers all things baseball in the flow you already know it is a busy busy monday in the world of baseball and we have a ton to talk about here on the podcast we're going to look back at the first half of the regular season as the first half is now officially completed it is in the books we are now heading into the second half into the exciting ending of this 2021 regular season so we're going to look at the first half standings kind of take a look at where everybody is placed at we'll kind of only talk about some of the teams that are in the hunt right now in each division we'll then go into talking about the MLB futures game that happened yesterday we'll talk a little bit about that obviously as well was the celebrity all-star game won't really talk about that at all but I will kind of Mention Hunter Pence is in this game and he's actually in the uh, T-Mobile BP they're actually doing a live BP stream if you will and they're showing like the guys taking BP at the all-star game so I've been watching that here to get all my notes ready for this podcast episode we're also going to talk about the MLB draft talk about some of the players taken in the top five um, we'll also talk about the all-star game lineups and just some of the interesting notes in the lineups for tomorrow. And we'll finish off by talking about the main event of the all-star break, the home run Derby, where eight participants will be mashing baseballs in Colorado in altitude. It is going to be an incredible night of baseball in Denver Get ready for this podcast. we got a lot to get into, so let's get right rolling with the first half standings. Obviously, last night and yesterday was the final day of the MLB first half of the regular season as teams finished out the first half before heading into the break. For some guys, they'll be on a little bit of a vacation for the next couple of days, maybe going to the ESPYs, possibly coming here to the All-Star game and hanging out with their buddies And for other guys, you know, they'll just, again, be on vacation doing whatever knows they're doing. But regardless of that, we're going to get right into talking about the standings currently as we head into the break. So let's kind of kick off with the AL East. We'll take a look real quick at how the standings shape up in the American League East. And we're only going to look at really the teams that are in the hunt right now. So at the top of the AL East is going to be the Boston Red Sox. They have probably been one of the more surprise teams this year. We know what they had on the roster. But I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to be this good. They are playing very good baseball. They are 55-36 and 36 under Alex Cora returning with the club this past offseason. He has done a very good job turning this club around from last season's very poor performance, if you will. And they had a really good pick this year. They had a number four pick this year in the MLB draft. So the Boston Red Sox currently leading the American League East. Right below them is the Tampa Bay Rays. They are entering the end of the first half at 53 and 37. Just ended up losing to the Toronto Blue Jays, but this Rays team, From where they were at not too long ago, where they were losing games, they were struggling, this team has turned themselves around and made themselves one of the best teams in baseball. It is incredible to see the Rays turn around, and it's the Rays. I mean, we all know what the Rays do. They go out every day, and even when their backs are against them, they find ways to win. That is just how this organization is run, and obviously it's been run that way this year as well, so... What a great season so far for the Rays and Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash is going to be the manager, obviously, in the All-Star Game this year. He does have two representatives from the Rays. Mike Zanino and Joey Wendell are both going to be at the All-Star Game this year. And the Rays are a a game and a half back. Not too bad right now. The Rays are in a very comfortable spot heading into the first half. They did end up losing yesterday to the Toronto Blue Jays. But I think if you're the Rays, you can't be too mad about the end of this first half. Half. We'll go into the American League Central. This is probably one of the divisions where there really is nobody in the hunt, at least. And when I say the hunt in this, by the way, I'm only going five games or less. I think if your five games are over, you're not really in the hunt yet. You're kind of outside looking in, if you will. Um, But in the American League Central, the White Sox have been the dominant team. Nobody in that division has played better baseball than the White Sox. Everybody else in that division have played median or underperforming baseball or just terrible baseball, if you will. White Sox have been playing very well this year, 54-35. and The next best team is the Indians. They're eight games back. They haven't played very well this season. We'll go into the American League West. The Houston Astros have turned themselves around. Early in the year, they were off and on a little bit. Now they're kind of getting into a role. They're in the lead of the American League West. They had a really good Winning streak going on as well. They're 55 and 36 heading into the end of the first half. Oakland is at 52 and 40, three and a half games back from Houston. They've been playing very good baseball. I think a lot of people were kind of skeptical. I think a lot of people were wondering where Houston would be in that division. Would the Angels be the better team than the Houston or, or Oakland Athletics? Would the Angels be the better team than both squads? Really, and both squads have played very good. And the Angels have actually underperformed this year, though Shohei Otani, which we'll talk about later in the show, has really been—I mean, he is just on a different level. The guy is—he's incredible. He's one of the best players. He, in, he could be the best player in our generation. I, I'm Possibly it could happen. Uh, it is still early in his career. He's only been in the league since 2018, so things can't change. But the way he's playing this year, he's playing, I think, what a lot of Angels fans were hoping he would play here at some point in his career, and he's looking really good. So, again, the Houston Astros currently at the top of the leaderboard with the Oakland Athletics right behind them at three and a half games back. We go into the National League East. This is probably the toughest division other than maybe the National League West um the National League East I'll say it's a toughest division but it's not the record wise it's not the best division um we'll take a look real quick though the number one team is the New York Mets at 47 and 40 entering the first half I think they're pretty probably happy about that especially the way they kind of played early in the year. Things weren't looking too hot. Francisco and Doerr struggled early on. Now things are kind of picking back up there in New York with the Mets. They're looking a little bit better than they were a few weeks ago. We now look in Philadelphia. 44-44, and 44, pretty respectable. That's not really a wild card number. Obviously, we'll talk about who the wild card teams are right now because I don't think anybody in the division's Anybody in the other divisions, other than I would say the NL West, are going to make it to the wildcard team, and I'll obviously explain why. Um, But Philadelphia, 44-44, pretty respectable, three and a half games back. I think if you're Philly, you like where you're at, but you do want to improve. I think the team can improve, being a Phillies fan. I think the team has some work to do. I think they're an inconsistent group, but I think they are a good group. I think they are a playoff team, they have the guys on that roster that can be make it a playoff team. It's just there's a lot of things on the pitching side that really need to get better. Uh, Atlanta, they've kind of underperformed this year. I think a lot of people have thought Atlanta would at least be in that wild card hunt, if not the at least division one. They are in the division run, but they haven't played as great as we've seen the last couple of seasons. They are 44-45, and 45, so a game under the Phillies, a few games under the New York Mets. They are four games back from the Mets in the National League East. We'll go in the National League Central. Cincinnati's at 48 and 42. They're four games back. Milwaukee, they're at 53 and 59. They are the number one team in that division. Milwaukee, I, even I said, I think Milwaukee was going to be a mediocre team at best. They've really over-surprised me. The last two years, they've kind of been a moderate team. They've snuck their way into the playoffs. This year, they're playing a lot better baseball. They actually are probably going to win the National League Central. They're playing as one of the best teams in baseball right now. So good to see Milwaukee doing well again. We'll go into the National League West, and this is probably the toughest division other than maybe the bottom two guys. So we'll talk about that real quick. The number one team, and this is probably the biggest surprise all season other than maybe Boston, is the San Francisco Giants. At 57-32, and 32, they have dominated this season in the National League West, they have looked really good. They are literally over top the Dodgers and the Padres. It's crazy to think that the Giants are the best team in baseball, but I have a. It's almost like it was meant to happen. Like everybody, remember, everybody had all these talks heading into the regular season that. You know, Dodgers and the Padres are going to be your top two teams. That's a lock. Everybody else is just going to kind of mingle around and do nothing. The Giants have been the most surprising team in baseball, and it they are playing great baseball at the end of the half. And it's good to see this team really mixing themselves into this. I think what a lot of people thought would have been a two-team race in that division. I think it's awesome to see the Giants getting involved because think about it. Giants and Dodgers, I mean, that could be a huge game towards the end of the season. That could be on ESPN. I mean, it's crazy to think about San Francisco and L.A. Uh, San Francisco is at the top of the division. They're better than the Dodgers and the Padres. Pretty ridiculous. So, really cool to see the Giants at the top of the division leading that division. Just different. You know, it's not the Dodgers or the Padres and not the typical teams that people have been picking, which I did pick as well, so I shouldn't say anything, but... I, I do think it is cool that the Giants are at the top of the division. Dodgers are right below them. They are two games back. They are 30, 56 and 35 in the division. Not too bad. Pretty. That is pretty, really good, actually, I should say. They are one of the best teams in baseball. And the San Diego Padres, they are 53 and 40. They are six games back. The reason why I put them in the mix because they are leading as one of the wildcard teams. And obviously, that division's probably never over. So they're pretty much in the hunt. And I know I said it's. Five games or less, but with the that division, uh, five games or less is meaningless. At least with those top three teams, because all three teams are really good this year. So that is pretty much your look at the first half standings, kind of where everybody's at right now, and you know who's in the hunt for the division and what division is kind of you know out of reach. The White Sox division, AL Central, just kind of tossing it out there. Uh, that that really is the only division I would say that kind of it looks like we might have already a set divisional winner other than maybe the Indians possibly making a run at it. But I honestly believe the White Sox are probably going to be the team that will win that division. I know it's still early in the season and I know it's not good to make these type of predictions, but I think the White Sox are probably going to win that division easily. I honestly think they're going to be the first team to clinch their division. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, let's go now into the futures game, which happened yesterday. This was the, one of the first, Events, I guess you could say, of the All-Star break. If you guys don't know, if you guys listen to my last podcast I posted on Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Um, It is the Futures game. It's the Celebrity All-Star game, which is yesterday, but they air it today on ESPN. We have the Home Run Derby, which is tonight, and then the All-Star game tomorrow. And then they get Wednesday and then Thursday off. They come back and play on Friday. Um... So, last, yesterday was the Futures game. It was the first of uh, the All-Star festivities. Obviously, whole week this week, they have fan interaction events and stuff. They have, like, a play ball Park or something. I think it's kind of like how they did, like, at the convention centers where they have all the events and stuff. It is cool that they're bringing back everything and, you know, cool to see, you know, the All-Star game and its full colors, if you will, back since 2019 but uh, let's look at the final score. Obviously, this was going to be our game of the week. We didn't end up posting a game of the week. We were not in town. We did not able. We were not able to actually post anything. Um, it just was impossible where we were at. So, anyways, let's talk about the futures game. So, the AL and the NL. If you guys don't know, the futures game kind of switched up. About it was two years ago. So, in the 2019 futures game, it went from the world and the United States going up against each other now it's the American League and the National League I said personally I actually enjoy it better as the American League National League because I think for those players it's you know that's what it's going to be like when you get to the major leagues so kind of make that what it is in the Futures game you know I don't mind the USA world it is different and I like that about it it's a different you know thing but I do enjoy it more as, like, an American League national. You like the way the regular All-Star game is because I feel like it has more meaning to it for those guys because it's like this is our All-Star game, not, like, something completely different where it's like a USA World game. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's not like a national game, you know, or whatever. It's not, like an, it's not like an international game. It feels like this is, like, a All-Star game for us as minor leaguers, which I really do enjoy. I, I love how they went to this now American League National League format. Um, yesterday's game, obviously seven inning ball game. I imagine if they would have won extras, I don't even imagine they would have probably won extras. They probably would just stopped if it was a tie. Um, final score: National League ended up winning eight to three, eight runs on eight hits for the National League, no errors for the American League, three runs, five hits, one error. Not a great day for the American League offensively today. Uh, that day, but pretty decent pitching from a few of the guys. Shane Baz had a nice day, and we'll talk about him and his day as well. Uh, so some of the top players on the day in the National League, Brendan Davis had probably the best day out of all the guys in this game. Brendan Davis from the Chicago Cubs organization went two for three. He had two homers, two ribbies. He also won the Futures game MVP as well. Congrats to Brendan Davis. Winning the Futures game MVP. I imagine that's got to be something that is really exciting for those guys. Uh, for the American League side, not a major day for anybody other than I could say Riley Green. He had two hits on the day. Went two for three. Had a run as well driven in. So, again, it wasn't really a major day for the American League. Jason Dominguez got into the game. He had three three ABs. I don't think he did anything at all in any of those ABs. Unfortunate. But, it is cool. I, again I like I like the you know setup and everything with the with the American League National League setup for the futures game. Again, a 8-3 final score with Riley Green. Again, not really a great game for him. Even though he did go two for three, it still wasn't a great day offensively for the American League. We'll now head into the pitching. In the American League side, Reed Detmer's. From the LA Angels organization, he went to innings of work, had two Ks. And Shane Bass, from the Tampa Bay Rays organization, he came out of the Chris Archer trade that happened a few years ago. Obviously, we know who won that trade. He had an inning of work, he had two Ks on the day as well. We'll now go into the nationally pitching side of things. Former Tampa Bay Matthew Matthew he came in the Randy Rosarena trade. He had a nice day, ending of work, 1K. Nickelode Lodolo from the Cincinnati Reds, he had a nice day as well. He had an ending of work and a K. So, all in all, that was your pitching. And then, again, your top players with Brandon Davis from the Cubs, Riley Green from the Detroit Tigers. So, those are your top players offensively for the Futures game. It was cool to see the Futures game again. I, I like the Futures game a lot, especially me covering minor league baseball. I do enjoy getting to watch the Futures game and getting to see the young stars of tomorrow, get their opportunity in the big stage on a big-time Major League field. And it was cool because, if you guys don't know, the tickets are actually relatively cheap. I was looking online, and they were like 4 bucks to go to it. So, Futures game, if you do end up ever wanting to go to, like, an all-star event, the Futures game is really cheap, and you get to see the future of minor league baseball, the future of the league, possibly. Um, and then you also get to see the Celebrity All-Star Game, and yesterday they had, like, Quavo and a few other different guys as well, so it was pretty cool to see some of the big stars come out yesterday, and also, again, Hunter Pence was a part of that as well. Shout-out to Hunter Pence. So, going now into the MLB Draft, now that we kind of shift away from the um, MILB, MLB, Futures Game, whatever you want to call it, we now head into the other future of the MLB, the MLB Draft, the... Young Stars of Tomorrow from the collegiate level and the high school level getting drafted last night in Colorado. It was a really neat thing. I was watching it on my um, phone last night. Really awesome event. I really enjoyed how it was in person. Uh, They had fans in attendance. It was live. I mean, it's always been live, but it was great to see it in person with fans. I think that's one of the big things about the... MLB draft that's kind of been lackluster is that years previous, it's always been known as a draft that it's in a little studio, you know, only a handful of people co, maybe a few media members, maybe you get a few guys with the pic, you know, doing pictures and such. It's a very low, you know, kind of not really big deal draft. It is a big deal draft. It's a, I mean, it's one of the major four drafts. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not a draft that was made like it was all the, you know, the, the look of it, the aesthetics and everything isn't made to be a big deal. There isn't as big of a hype heading into it because it's it. the MLB just does it wrong from other leagues. You look at how the NFL and the NBA has done. You look at how big those drafts days have become. They've done behind the scenes stuff. They've had, you know, people on the talk shows during the afternoon on ESPN or on, you know, NFL network or NBA network or whatever the case may be. They talk about these drafts for months in MLB you don't see that sometimes. You know, You MLB Network will obviously cover the draft for months, obviously, because it's MLB Network. That is literally the league you're covering. But in other, you know, sports, you see it covered on all these other platforms, on ESPN and stuff. So it's good to see the MLB Draft kind of becoming a little bit of a bigger thing, you know, having a, a nice stage. Like, to see it look good. I mean, realistically, I like the stage. I like the, like the whole aesthetics of everything I think MLB did a great job last night I was really happy about everything being live having fans in attendance because it is a big deal I think you should share these moments with the fans and I think for these players they've you know grown up with having fans their entire life from playing little league ball all the way up to their college career So it's cool for these fans to go in and even though these fans, even if they don't know who they're picking, like who the team is picking, it's still an awesome thing for the fans to go and see the future of your team. You never know what that guy may be able to become, such as Henry Davis, who obviously we'll talk here in a minute, is the number one pick out of the draft here this year. But I think for the MLB, it's great to see them having this MLB draft in person in front of fans live. It was cool because they had the way they set up the the table with all the um, the guys who were talking about the draft. They would break down all the picks and stuff with like Harry Reynolds and all them. It was cool. They had it almost like the NFL draft. They had them in, like a little corner, you know, set up right in front of the stage and kind of a side area. It was really great and really well done. I was very pleased with everything that MLB did I'm happy now it's gonna be in person it'll be live in front of an audience I think it makes it a bigger deal it makes it more special I think one thing is it would be cool if they could come out with like draft hats every other league has draft hats I would love to have like a Phillies draft hat something that would make it a little bit unique you know MLB has done draft hats where they've had it unique to the area. But uh, again, you know, we'll see if the MLB, only time will tell if that will actually happen. And we'll see. Maybe they'll have it in different locations. They were supposed to have it in Omaha last year, but due to COVID, that obviously didn't end up happening. But it is good to see the MLB draft in person and live. So now we'll get into kind of some of the picks here. For the Pirates, catcher Henry Davis was taken out of Louisville. Obviously, a little bit of surprise there, but also not a surprise i'll say that because ranking wise he was the number six prospect ranking wise so i guess in that case he was a surprise but he was not a surprise in my opinion because pirates need catching they really need to catch him really badly so not a huge surprise there good to see henry davis getting drafted number one he goes to the pittsburgh pirates two three four and five number two jack lighter as i mentioned in the podcast earlier last week I think Jack Leiter is probably the best fastball pitcher in this draft, and he might be the best fastball pitcher in the last couple of years. Really good to see Jack Leiter get taken out of Vandy. He went to the Texas Rangers to number two pick. Number three pick was Jackson Job. As I mentioned, I really raved about Jackson Job. really liked the kid. He's out of Heritage Hall, Hall. Oklahoma he's a pitcher and he's uh, probably one of the best high school pitchers in this draft arguably and I think that was a great pick by Detroit I really like that um, he's a guy I think he could be really really good for that Detroit Tigers organization Boston took the best prospect off the board Marcelo Mayer with the number 4 pick out of Eastlake High School in California and then for the number 5 pick Baltimore took Colton Cowser out of Sam Houston Texas he is an outfielder he was the number 5 pick for the Baltimore Orioles some notable picks as well that I thought i mentioned, uh, Kumar Rocker was taken with the number 10 pick by the New York Mets. He dropped a little bit. A lot of people were surprised about that. I was as well. That could have been a very good steal for the New York Mets. And Detroit. Again, Detroit had a really good draft. They took Ty Madden, who was a number 9 ranked prospect. He was drafted with the 32nd pick, guys. Like, he dropped that far. Pretty, pretty good steal there for Detroit. They had a really nice first day of the draft. Really happy to see them doing well this year in the MLB draft. Again, I was planning on doing a draft party. We had some Wi-Fi issues, unfortunately, I was not able to execute it. Um we do hope to at least hopefully have it next year. I'm hoping next year will be back in June. That's usually when the draft has been. I don't know. I kind of liked it in July, especially with the All-Star break as well. I think it works well with the All-Star break. You know, I, I think it was really neat the way they did it like that. But I think if they ended up wanting to do it maybe in, like, Omaha next year, then I would say do it during the College World Series when that dates are, when those dates are. I think that would work perfectly. But, again, I do like it when they were doing it kind of yesterday during the All-Star break. It kind of adds into the festivities. And fans are already there. You're going to have all your fans filed in anyways for all the all-star festivities going on. So I think it's a great job by MLB to have it in that all-star location. It already bring in, You're already bringing MLB fans to the city anyways, so why not bring them into the MLB draft possibly as well. So it was really good to see the MLB draft last night. Obviously, the MLB draft went on today as well. They begin at 1. The final rounds will be happening tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern. That will be on MLB Network. So if you do end up wanting to watch any of that as well, that will be tomorrow. I think all that's done virtually, I think, because after that it's 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 a lot of guys who you know aren't I guess you would say as big of a deal as the number 1 guys. But I mean they're you never know. You you get a lot of guys who get picked late and they end up being superstars. So you never know. Oh, one thing out of the MLB draft I do want to mention, Max Muncy, who is a shortstop out of Thousand Oaks, California, and you're probably wondering, "Dylan, isn't there already Max Muncie? Yes, there is. And it's really funny. So the Athletics took a mat took max muncie the one out of the dodgers who we'll talk about here in a minute actually uh took him and in 2012 i think it was it was in the draft took him as a first baseman obviously went over to the dodgers they'd end up taking this max muncie funny enough they both had the same birthday they were born on the same day and they were both born or they were both taken by the same team Really interesting. I thought it was really funny. They actually mentioned a few of that stuff. I I really thought that was interesting to hear. Um, I thought it was... uh, What a coincidence that they both took... They took a Max Muncie twice in a matter of nine years, I guess it would be, because they took him in 2012. It's now 2021. So, really neat to see that little neat tidbit of facts from the MLB Network crew that was covering the draft last night. Um, Speaking of covering... For any fans out there, and you don't even have to be a fan, you could be a podcaster or a broadcaster. If you want to cover your favorite sport, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, even soccer sometimes will do it. Whatever the sport may be or whatever the event may be, check out our friends at ColorCast, which is on the Apple Store, only on the Apple Store exclusively to the Apple platform. Go check out ColorCast. It's a new and innovative way to broadcast games in live sports in all the major sports that you could choose from we got they got basketball the NBA is on there MLB NFL NHL is on there as well. They occasionally will do other sports such as UFC, boxing. Other major events will be on the ColorCast platform. Go check them out. It's a great platform. They have great interactive ways to interact with the listeners that you are trying to reach out to. And it doesn't matter whether you're a podcaster or a broadcaster. You can be a regular fan and jump onto their platform right now. It is a free app. And go check out their platform today. Colorcast, the newest way to broadcast your live games. It's a very fun platform. I got to try it out a few weeks ago. I broadcasted the Cardinals and Braves game on Sunday Night Baseball on Father's Day. Really great platform. Really great thing that Evan Kirkham is building over there at the Colorcast. Uh I guess he would say Studios. I don't really know where he works in, but um, it is a great platform and a great thing for the future of broadcasting and just for the future of fans like us who want to have a different way of watching games it is a fun way to watch games so we'll now get into kind of the all-star week now we'll kind of get into the all-star game itself for tomorrow and we'll also get into the home run derby tonight make my predictions right now so For the All-Star Game, lineups we'll go through real quick. Obviously, the American League will kick off with them first. They're going to be the away team in this All-Star Game. Obviously, in previous years, we've had times where the American League is the home team and it's been at a National League park. That has happened because we've had times where we played in National League ballparks back-to-back. So that has been a case in previous years, but not this year. The American League is going to be home, or the American League is going to be the away team. National League will be the home team. So let's begin with the American League lineup. Batting first is Shohei Otani, who will be participating in tonight's Home Run Derby festivities. Pitcher and DH from the LA Angels. He is obviously making history in this game. First player to ever be in the game as a pitcher and a position player. He's starting in both positions. He is your starting pitcher for the All-Star game tomorrow. Batting second is... I would say a man who is going to be really fun to watch in the All-Star game tomorrow, Vlad Guerrero Jr. entering his first All-Star game, first baseman from the Toronto Blue Jays. Batting third and playing at short will be Xander Bogarts from the Boston Red Sox. Batting fourth, Aaron Judge, right fielder from the New York Yankees. Batting fifth, Rafael Devers, third baseman from the Red Sox. Marcus Simeon, second baseman from the Toronto Blue Jays. Batting seventh will be Salvador Perez, catcher out of the Kansas City Royals. Batting 8th will be Teoscar Hernandez, left fielder from Toronto Blue Jays. And batting ninth will be Cedric Mullins, center fielder from the Baltimore Orioles. So that is your starting lineup for the American League. It's a very American League East heavy lineup. The only two players that are not in the American League East are Salvador Perez and Shohei Otani. Um, yeah, it's a very heavy American League East lineup. Vlad, Bogarts, Judge, Devers, Simeon, Teoscar Hernandez and Cedric Mullins six out of the nine no six eight no six or seven seven yes seven hitters out of the nine hitters in the lineup are American League East players which is ridiculous so pretty crazy American League East is very heavily represented here in the American League lineup for the starters take a look at the National League starting lineup Beginning and batting first is Fernando Tatis Jr., shortstop out of the San Diego Padres roster, um, his making his first appearance in the All-Star game. Really cool to see that. Max Muncy, dh and for the LA Dodgers. He will be batting second, batting third is Nolan Arnato third baseman from the Cardinals. Freddie Freeman, batting fourth, first baseman out of the Atlanta Braves. Batting 5th will be Nick Castellanos, right fielder from the Cincinnati Reds. Batting 6th will be Jesse Winker, left fielder from the Cincinnati Reds. Batting 7th will be JT Realmuto, catcher from the Philadelphia Phillies. My Philadelphia Phillies. And batting 8th and ninth, a pair of Pirates. Very interesting. The Pirates getting two representatives. Obviously, one is due to injury. The other is going to... Actually, the other was named the starter. He was actually named the starter all along. He got voted in. Brian Reynolds will be starting batting 8th for the National League squad in center field for the, from the Pirates. And batting ninth will be Adam Frazier representing the Pirates at second base. So cool to see the Pirates getting represented. A lot of teams, different teams getting represented. Two Pirates, uh, two Reds, uh, Cardinals. So I would say a good mix of players for the National League. Starting pitcher will be Max Scherzer for the Washington Nationals. That's cool. I, I I'm pretty fine with that. I like Max Scherzer, so I'm happy to see him getting the All Star. Not did he has he ever started the All Star game? I imagine he has. He has has to started an All Star game. I'm not I'm not too sure, but I, I would have to check up on that. But really cool to see the lineups. Um, a few guys that I'm interested to see. Nolan Arenado obviously would be really cool. He'll probably get a good ovation for tomorrow obviously being a former Colorado Rocky and it being in Colorado he'll definitely get a really nice ovation in the NL um kind of ceremonies if you will when they really have all the guys run out to the field um Fernando Tatis will be really cool to see excited to see Vlad Shohei I'm really more excited to see Shohei tonight uh, than anything else but again good really excited to see a lot of these guys excited to see some of the Pittsburgh guys Brian Reynolds And Adam Frazier excited to see you get to play tonight. So it should be really good. Excited to see all these guys get the opportunity. A lot of new faces. And apparently this is the most first-time All-Stars in Major League history. 40 first-time All-Stars are going to be making their All-Star debuts tomorrow night. Really awesome to see that number go to 40. It beats out the 2013 number, which is 39. We'll now go into the Home Run Derby. This is... The main event, I always say this is the biggest event out of the entire All-Star week. The Home Run Derby is going to be epic tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you that right now. This is going to be the best Home Run Derby probably ever, honestly. This is going to be a really good group of guys, really good group of sluggers, putting their talents on display in probably one of the best ballparks in Colorado, Coors Field the balls never hit the humid humidor never hit the humidor at all meaning the balls are gonna be light they're gonna be flying out of Coors Field oh boy oh boy it is gonna be a fun night of slugging extravaganza it is gonna be it's it's gonna be the best night in baseball um let's take a look at the first round matchups I'll make my predictions right now so here we go first round we got Shohei Otani, Juan Soto, I got Otani beating off Juan Soto. I like Juan Soto a lot, but I think this first-round matchup and Otani being on an entirely different planet right now this year, Otani will make it into the next round of the All home run derby. We go into the 4-5 matchup. Salvador Perez and Pete Alonso. I got Alonso. I think Alonso, he gets at least to the next round. Tries to go after winning his second home run derby crown. I think that's pretty fair. I do think Salvi, though, will give him a good run for his money. 2-7. Joey Gallo versus Trevor Story. This is going to be a very interesting matchup. I think the hometown man's got to win at least one matchup. Unfortunately, it's going to be against Joey Gallo. I got Trevor Story beating Joey Gallo in the first round. Knocking off him little bit of an upset there. Matt Olsen versus Trey Mancini, the 3-6 matchup. Going to be a good one. Both guys, you know, easily can win it. I got Mancini, I think, for his story. I think Mancini's going to be loose a little bit. I think he's going to have a little bit of fun. He doesn't have really much to prove, I would say, um, in this t- home run derby than other guys do i would say i'm gonna have trey mancini go on into the second round so this is gonna be our second round match we got otani versus pete alonzo mancini versus story six seven and then we got one five so we're gonna begin with otani versus pete alonzo i got otani otani's again as i mentioned on a different level he knocks off pete alonzo and i think what very well might be the best matchup of the night if that is what the matchup ends up being very well could be the best home run derby matchup of the entire night, maybe of the last couple of years. Possibly, I think that may have 30 home runs, possibly in implication implications, possibly in that round. We got Mancini and Story. I think this is gonna be on the lighter side of home runs. I think both guys will kind of slow down the pace a little bit, but I do got Trey Mancini. I think because of his story, I think he will be you know using that disadvantage. advantage. He'll use some of that momentum, and I think he heads into the finals which will be Otani, which is as the number one seed, versus Trey Mancini as a number six seed. And I got Shohei Otani, who has been hitting the ball lights out tonight. I got him beating Trey Mancini in the finals and winning the Home Run Derby. Again, the Home Run Derby, the balls will not be in the humidor meaning the balls are going to be light, they're going to travel far, we're going to have a ton of home runs, we might have a ball fly out of the stadium, we might have a ball fly out 500 feet, we don't know what's going to happen tonight, it's going to be incredible, I hope you guys are going to enjoy it as much as I will, and I thank you everyone for joining us on this special Monday edition of our podcast. This week, we will be taking the week off, I'm going to be on vacation So I will be taking the week off. Don't expect any episodes coming out until maybe Sunday I'll get a quick episode out. And if there is any big news, might get an episode out at some point. I will have some Instagram posts, though. I will be posting consistently, so stay tuned for that. I will be in Sugar Land tomorrow to see the Skeeters play against the Tacoma Rainiers, the Seattle Mariners, and the Houston Astros minor league affiliates. So definitely excited to see that. So stay tuned for some pictures and some other stuff in that nature. I will see you guys on the flip side. See you guys in our next podcast. Peace out, guys.